diseases and the gut that's been kind of discovered recently um so you know that are are you recording the audio yeah okay that should do it all right okay so where should we where should we begin okay so let's begin with the gut brain axis okay okay this is sorry you you start this is finding your flow podcast about finding mental clarity Um, what i actually found sorry let's go again this is finding your flow a podcast about finding mental clarity Okay, what, what I actually found really interesting was um, when we last spoke is you kind of um, told me about um, more deficiencies, more brain chemical deficiencies I wasn't mm. aware of that actually can affect most people, but also more, more so people with ADHD because of the deficiencies that cause the effects of ADHD and yeah. people that suffer with the condition. So that was really enlightening for me. Yeah. And um, yes, you're... Um, your ideas on that and and how that can be um mm. not overcome so much but um helped by adding different 100%. things to your diet is really really interesting it's just huge absolutely huge for me it's been a daily struggle for pretty much every day of my life with my digestion and with no education how are we ever going to know that it's to do with the foods that we're eating? Yeah. And it, it's just extraordinary. I, I chatted to a, a friend who's a nutritionist and she gave me this list of ADHD foods that we shouldn't eat. I, I look back and think, oh, what if I had known that four years ago in classic you know, ADHD fashion? But I learned the hard way and it gives me a great story to talk about. And a lot of experiences and it's just so true that 95 percent of serotonin our feel-good chemical is made in our gut our stomach for those who don't know that term dopamine the reward chemical that during these times we're all you know we all live off live by that we haven't had we've all got our monday reward of the the pubs opening um that 55% of that is made in your stomach as well. So if we're not eating the right foods, it's just, we're not, our brain is not functioning, no matter what we think. And my diet is terrible, I'll be honest, you know. Do you whack the chocolate out? Oh, yeah, I've I've been eating so much chocolate. Yeah. um, Week, but just in general as well, you know, like kind of pigging out, kind of eating snacks not eating at the Mm. right times all that kind of stuff I'm just so bad at which probably doesn't help my situation at all yeah Um, I think you know the points you're making what's really interesting there is um, you know we can all look up ADHD what is it what causes it and all you'll get really are a bunch of um, either conditions that are seen like hyperactivity uh, naughty children you know you, you see a lot of yeah. that but, but what you're talking about there is actually really important and really interesting because mm. it's firstly the things you look up aren't necessarily the things that are displayed in everyone 
Yeah. And also, you know, it's not really helpful to to say if someone's got hyperactivity, they've probably got ADHD or mm. they can be um, diagnosed with ADHD because they're mm. hyperactive and a couple of other things. That's not helpful. You know, what's helpful is the stuff you're talking about, which is there are deficiencies in the brain. Exactly. And, and you know, the, the um, how those manifest in someone yeah. in their thoughts, in their personality are exactly. because of those deficiencies. And exactly. how can we overcome those? That's what's important, isn't it? Not he's hyperactive, he's naughty at school, he yeah. must be ADHD. That's, you know. and, and you just, you don't see the word hyperactive brain when you look up on Google. It's just like <laughs> hyperactive. Oh, he's just, he's a, a hyperactive person. How is he hyperactive? Because his brain, the, the central nervous yeah. system called the governor in <laughs> proper East London terms, is hyperactive it's like you know you you it's like your brain has seven thoughts seven cars let's put it as going to a junction and there's no stopping so they just all collide and how how are you ever going to find a, a car that hasn't crashed yeah. but in some moments they do pass each other but they pass each other at such speed that then they they don't stop and they crash after a while <laughs> and then you're back to the start and, and uh, this, yeah i think what's really important there as well is like you know hyperactivity isn't always a physical feature yeah. you know for example if you ask anyone that knows me well they would say i'm calm chilled out laid back you are very calm me, Dave. <laughs> that's because for me like hyperactivity is internalized you know it's my thought process and it's like mm. having thought after thought after thought scatty yeah. brain activity and you know where where that kind of where i notice it mm. is when someone's talking to me they'll say a key word yeah and then you start take me yeah, yeah, and then you zone out what they're saying, and then you're zone out. Exactly. It takes you down like an Alice in Wonderland rabbit yeah. hole, thoughts. <laughs> which you know, so that's how. It's so true. And then getting, and then, and then, when you're at work and you've got jobs to do, yeah, putting those thoughts <laughs> in some kind of useful order, oh. then becomes you know, it's a hyperactive mess. So you've got to try and grab them for the moment you can, get them in some kind of yeah. order, and then be productive. It's just like I get this when I'm when I'm out for a drink, I'll be speaking to someone. This is how it manifests. I literally, this thought comes in my head of like throwing a drink up in the air or throwing a drink on them because my brain's just like going straight to irrational. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not literally, that's how bad it, it gets, you know, like, but when you, when you kind of calm your mind and you meditate in that situation, it's sort of like there's just this solid barrier or even even if that thought comes, it just naturally flows away, and I could I know those rabbit holes so well, <laughs> and they can be so great. But yeah, it's great for like going off on a tangent. I think like, neurodiverse people are kings of yeah. going off on tangents, but it can be difficult, yeah. can't it? It can, but you know, I think um, what is great about it is if someone says to you. Right, I need an idea for X, Y, Z. Yeah, you're like... Right. Yeah, <laughs> 20 ideas instantly, you know. You yeah. need a new car, a new car. What's this yeah. new car going to be like? 
what kind of fuel is it gonna yeah. take? You know, what's it? And you know, you instantly lots of ideas, and that's yeah. where it's good. Um, it, you know, um, but but what is really interesting? Going back to what yeah. you were talking about um, with kind of uh, the deficiency of chemicals in the brain mm. and how the gut can contribute to that. Yeah. You know, I think to put what we're talking about into context, it's about um, there are deficiencies in the ADHD brain, aren't there? Definitely, like the reward definitely, chemicals definitely. and others. And, um, you know, the like the scatty or hyperactive thought or physical um, manifestation of that condition yeah. is we don't necessarily get the reward that other people get from staying on task or continuing with a thought so, process. Yeah, yeah. So our brains are looking for it in so many different places that it becomes a yeah. scatty mess of you know, trying different things, thinking about yeah. different things, trying to find something to focus on. And, and then so one true, thing yeah. will come along and it will draw you in. Yeah. It's hyper-focus when yeah. you're getting your reward. Um, so it's, it is really interesting, that deficiency, that chemical yeah. deficiency in the brain. And that, that's how it manifests. And that's why we act and think and, you know, as we do. So true. I remember my ex-girlfriend saying to me, you're always waiting for the, for the next thing like you're always jumping to the next thing and like it's oh it before you get to the mental clarity before you start finding a flow in life you're literally living day to day but your energy is dopamine so like during yeah. say lockdown you're just if you you know if you're a twitter fan like myself you're stuck on twitter like finding like good news good news good news so like get yeah. you literally your dopamine up to functioning level you know and that can so easily crash down because it's like the iphone charger that doesn't work the one that's really annoying but it's the only one you have <laughs> and it like yeah. charges and then it and it's off and then it's on and it's off um it's it's very difficult it's and it's doubly as difficult like i experienced and you may have I, I know actually your career has usually been um you know you've been doing what you what you're 100 percent suited to if you're not fulfilled in what you're doing if your brain doesn't naturally like it and you haven't found peace in your mind mindfulness you've got this double whammy and like how are you supposed to live like or life is very difficult day-to-day -day life is very difficult. yeah and it's you know I, I don't know about you but i find that um that day-to-day -day life aspect it is really mm. difficult and it's it's things like um you know walking into a messy kitchen yeah you know my wife for example walk into a messy kitchen and just <laughs> do stuff yeah i'll walk into a messy kitchen and yeah um, i'll look at what's got to be done <laughs> and not have the capacity to put those yeah. jobs in the right order to get them done to get the kitchen clean yeah and before <laughs> even starting the task i'm worn out you know and that's and I, I um... yeah, I've done this in my flat as well, where like, even if I, you know, I get my brain to start it, I actually like, I'm so hyper-focused that I'm like, I'm not, like, I've got this sort of half-blurred vision. I'm not actually focusing on what I'm doing. And then yeah. I just can't finish it because my brain's like, you've done enough, come away. That's such a good job. Like, well done. We'll take you know, we'll take that score, <laughs> but actually, like, it's not done. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. But, well, I do that. I yeah. have to come away and have like breaks every now and again, yes. have a break, and then go back into it again and start and do a bit more. And do you ever find when 
when you're feeling really great, you like stroll into the kitchen, you got music playing, and then you have this energy, this calmness, and you're able to, you know, fully do it because your dopamine yeah. is right up to where you need it to be. Everything's connected in your brain and you're feeling, you know, you're feeling yeah. great. And then you start and your do brain. It better than Yeah. You know, you might do it better than a neurotypical person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You get like, rewarded, yeah, exactly. My mom used to say, he loves sweeping the floor. Like, I've always been good at sweeping the floor <laughs> because then, a, you know, a bit of OCD comes in. You're like, right, you know, you're active, yeah. your brain's moving, it likes it. And then you're like, it's going through different movement patterns, but you're also, you, know, you, you can see what needs to be done and that the reward system kicks in and you yeah it's like my mom said to me you used to be so organized when you're like four five six and it's true we had the capacity to be very very organized but it's usually organized in organizing like weird things that people don't usually organize you know that's actually quite an interesting subject in itself because um, one of the questions that comes up in a in an adhd assessment is are you something like are you disorganized Mm. um and yes you can be disorganized to a point where it it affects your life which is the point of the assessment isn't it but actually there are times where you can be really organized Mm. um like going into a meeting i know i have to be organized so um i'll i'll use that so and and i will be really really organized i have notes i'll know exactly what i want to talk about and when um you know, there would be things I'll forget, like the mm. person's name. Yeah. Which can't, but yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I know it so well. Be super organized. And, you know, so it, yes, it is a condition or um, a symptom of the condition, but yeah, um, there will be times where you are disorganized and times where you are organized. And it can't, I don't think, it, you know, it should be the thing you define as I have ADHD because oh, I'm disorganized. No, not you know. at all. Not at all. It's it's like one part of it as well, which actually relates to stomach stuff, is adrenaline. The scientific term is norepinephrine. And when we have adrenaline and we're stimulated, that well, it definitely helps me and it helps other ADHD friends. It stimulates food going through our system because it actually, adrenaline promotes more serotonin and dopamine the chemicals that we actually need for atp which is i won't it's adrenaline adrenosine triphosphate that's what is disconnected so actually when we have adrenaline like you said when you've got that adrenaline of right or i've got this meeting you've got adrenaline norepinephrine and dopamine two chemicals that we are lacking in our brains slash not dysregulated we got those two firing together and our brains fire. So it's the adrenaline, adrenaline rushes and the dopamine and we're able to, to function. So do you ever find sometimes yeah. you like, you, there's something really shocking happens and then you quieten down, but then you actually start feeling really weirdly calm. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. And actually I think um, it's almost like when you get, an adrenaline fix yeah it's it's essentially stabilizing what's missing so that's it 
yeah so so that's really important as well isn't it it's like yeah. you know the human brain needs all of these chemicals to to yeah. fire and to, to function normally and when they're missing it it functions abnormally yeah so um and we're wired to seek those um deficits and that's how it's presented in a person with adhd it's the yeah. brain seeking to, yeah. to um fulfill those chemical deficits 100%. that's why you know you have adrenaline junkies who a lot yeah. of the time have adhd who don't really ever actually during this is why crucially well very interestingly during these times so many people have found out they have because say adrenaline junkie hasn't been able to do his normal adrenaline junkie stuff yeah. Before that, his brain is just so stimulated the whole time you know adrenaline fueled that some people also just rely on coffee you know coffee yeah. i've chatted to some adhd people that you know just rely on coffee to to get them through and it makes me think neurons that fire together wire together fire together yeah and it's true as you said all these chemicals the rewiring of the brain is what happens when we achieve you know when we go to cbt cognitive behavioral therapy or or something like that it's just all connected isn't it it is yeah and um i, I saw actually saw a really good um I don't want to call it a documentary. It's a video created yeah. by a really kind of um, mature, I call him, doctor in the US. He was just like a really nice, calm doctor and had a really yeah. good grasp on the technical, um, mm. the technical um, issues of ADHD. Intricacies, and, yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, explained it in a really simple way, which just made complete sense to me. Mm. And to what we're talking about today, it just ties in. And essentially what he said was the um, the neurons in the brain don't actually connect. There's a gap between yeah. them all like this. 100%. And in one of them, you've got the chemical um, receptors. Yeah, receptors. Or, or the, the part and, and the other um, side. So one side creates the chemicals, the other side receives them. Yeah. And then when it's all finished, this side sucks them all back in again mm. to use next time to recycle them. In an ADHD brain, those don't fire properly so yeah the the, um, the signal can't pass from one neuron to the other effectively so your your neurons aren't firing in a normal way yeah. because of the lack of chemicals that are needed to carry the signal from neuron yeah. to neuron that's how he explained it which just made perfect sense to me and which is why taking adhd uh, medi medication yeah. can really help because it's essentially replacing what's missing 100% and you're not using a faulty iPhone lead are you iPhone yeah, exactly. charger you're using a proper socket that is connected <laughs> and, and then what you're saying you know those other chemicals that the ADHD medication can't replace hmm. can potentially be replaced by a decent diet um, and other supplements yeah. 100%, 100%. I, through my interest in fitness and my, my work in the fitness background, fitness sphere, I take vitamin, vitamin B, I take magnesium, about 1,200 milligrams a day that actually really works well with the medication and really relaxes my mind i had a friend um he's neurodiverse but he's not 
on medication. He said it's been life changing for him just taking magnesium. Right. And magnesium depletes so quickly when we're stressed, and all this rubbish supermarket food that you think's great, there can a lot of the time be problems with the soil. So you don't actually get the magnesium from the soil. So right, magnesium right. is one of the key ones that always comes up on <clears throat> on the uh, Facebook groups, the ADHD Facebook group, also a gluten intolerance Facebook group, and gluten intolerance and ADHD can be very connected. As yes, yeah, supplements they're our brain does need them because we are you know, we are deficient. One huge one that came up in a book I read was fish oil, vitamin D, yeah. which essentially we get enough omega-6 in our diets, but we don't get enough omega-3s, and that's been scientifically yes. proven for young people with ADHD and that's why they say that you know salmon is brain food and that's why they say that yeah you know meat is brain food because it's got creatine as well and creatine is said to be a the deficiency of glutamate to creatine in the brain and glutamate is a form of glutamine which is amino acid which is a building block of protein and then yeah. we need our, pro, our brain needs protein for you know, to keep that pathway at least slightly connected, you know, keep that bridge slightly built. It it yeah. all it all sort of adds in. It it give it doesn't yeah. it gives us a stressful life, but it's for the better, isn't it? It is, yeah. And you notice when when something is replaced, you notice. Hundred you know, percent. And like, when it's not there, yeah. that's your normality. And I guess for regular neurotypical people, yeah. if they were deficient in something, they would probably notice when they're deficient for those small gaps of time yeah. um, and seek help, you know, from their doctor or, or mm. change their diet or whatever. But for an ADHD sufferer, yeah. you know, your your life is the, the deficiency side. Yeah. And you notice the times when something's right, when something's been replaced. It's like if you've been out, you know, on the on the tiles, yeah. you know, having a few drinks. The next day, we already have a glucose dysregulation. So you, most people, when you're, you know, nursing a hangover, you you just eat high carb foods. That's all you want because your sugar levels are so low. But then you push them way too high. So that's not people normally because you know you get that yeah. afternoon crash. Think about someone with ADHD. That's just scatty times a thousand. Yeah, you know. And but I, I've had times when I'm hungover, I literally just cannot function. I can't. I struggle to speak mm. sometimes. You know that that's how bad it gets. Our yeah. you know, our brains are just so starved of glucose that we can't function. It's a it's a common common trait of people. ADHD that they have that they're diabetic or that they have arthritis or or other issues because as we've talked about it's all connected yeah. all and there's, there's quite a few um, they call them comorbid conditions don't they yeah and there's, there's quite a few comorbid conditions mm. yeah that's interesting 100% there's OCD it's funny um, it's bipolar everything yeah do you know, before I even knew I had, before I even 
thought about that I might have any condition mm. at yeah. all. You know, I'm going back um, like 10 years, 15 years ago. Yeah. I used to, um, before any exam or any, anything I had to really think about the next day, Yeah. I would spend the day eating mackerel, smoked mackerel. Really? It was really oily. And, yeah. And I never knew that that was what I was doing. I just noticed that every time I ate it, I was, I had just better clarity the next day. Yes, I was able exactly. to achieve more mentally the next day. And it yeah. just makes so much sense now. I thought you were going to say I just ate loads and loads of food, and that's what people do when they're nervous because their brains are like the dopamine is. You know, there's a real craving for dopamine because that comfort. You know, they say comfort eating. It's dopamine eating, isn't it? It's yeah. You know, stimulation. Yeah, yeah. To, to calm the mind. It's like people would say, "Oh, how do you sleep on medication?" You sleep because to sleep well, to get REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep, you need enough dopamine in your brain to get you into that zone of relaxation that you're not used to getting into. And it, it's just it's so true. Food is so connected. It's like creatine is a supplement universally recommended in the fitness industry. We naturally have creatine phosphate energy system in our bodies. And every time I have that, I just, the first time I had it and it clicked because I had just been looking at a study on creatine by the US Medical Journal about the deficiency. Every time I have that, I just feel mentally amazing. I just, just, there's no bubbling of energy. I'm just in the zone. Like, it's yeah. just amazing. And it's so true. And so, what, what, how do you replace that? What do you, is it something you eat? Is it a thing? beef beef's got loads of creatine salmon that's why you know brain food because it's topping up the creatine levels um yeah, yeah fish beef but then beef you know you eat a lot of beef that's very acidic and with yeah. medication highly acidic foods can actually interfere with the medication so i usually right. why well, i used to get acid reflux a lot so you've literally really got to find that balance. You've got to have maybe loads of cucumber, alkaline foods with your, your beef. Uh, so, so you're yeah. keeping that pH balance level. And it's an actual mm. thing. It's like you're, you know, you're not supposed to have vitamin C when you're on medication because there's an interaction. Okay. And then you have it all, you know, in the evening, the food, you know, the highly acidic foods or other foods. But I find... I can really feel it if I've had something acidic during the day now. Right. I feel it instantly. And then, wow, you have an almond, alkaline food, and you, it levels you out. And as you said, what you felt before the exam when you ate loads of mackerel, it's just all connected, all connected. Because I, I would say beef, yeah. but you know, I fully support veganism. And yeah. there are plant-based alternatives that point actually plant-based alternatives of creatine but that leads you on to a really important question because if you're plant-based a lot of people are you have to take a b vitamin b12 supplement yeah because you're losing the b vitamin b12 in the meat and vitamin b12 is also recommended with medic medication because that right and all, yeah that is depleted very quickly in ADHD brains and 
That Very again is really interesting yeah. because I saw it was a um, another documentary a couple of years back, and um, mm. someone was kind of suffering with depression. Um, yeah. And uh, they, again, this is before I knew I had ADHD. Yeah. Um, I think I'd kind of started to work it out at that point, but hadn't yeah. been diagnosed at all. And um, and they were advised yeah. within this documentary to try vitamin B12. Mm. And I thought, well, I'm going to try that. And I did. And I tell you what, it was like a, a misty veil lifted. Oh, my goodness. It's... It, was, it was amazing. So, And I've been on it ever since. It's incredible, isn't it? it absolutely incredible. One of my neighbours got me onto it. He's sort of neurodiverse. And he, from time to time, double drops. <laughs> Him and his uh, colleagues double drop, say, if they're hungover. And he got me onto it and I felt exactly the same thing. It's like this veil start to open. Yeah. But then you have to go to the loo a lot because it doesn't stay in your system. It flushes out. Your body can't um, right. hold it. Um, but yeah, it's just amazing. I'm so, so glad that you've had the, you know, you have the same experiences because I just have all these moments. I'm like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And you know, sometimes I think, am I is that a placebo effect? Have I just yeah, stumbled across something? The... And yeah. But you know, the science is there, isn't it? The science is there mm. because we are deficient in certain things. Yeah. And certain supplements replace them. So the science is there. So actually, yeah. although you know, sometimes there is a placebo effect in these things, but actually these are mm. related. 100% and surely your brain needs certain chemicals in it to think so yeah. if if you're thinking you feel fine surely you are because you need certain chemicals to let you get into that relaxed place if you if it was placebo it's a good question it's the whole chicken or the egg scenario yeah. but i think with an adhd brain comfort you know that little boy or girl inside you it just wants comfort and to be known to be yeah. told look everything's fine you're doing well and you know yeah. pat on the back or something and even if it's placebo that's all you know that's all people neurodiverse people need that's all you know neurotypical people need but yeah in a neurodiverse brain, your amygdala is very active and your frontal cortex is is less so. It's like, yeah. you know, when you're working out, it and to help an ADHD brain, you get into primal mode because that actually really helps the front part of your brain. Right. Like association and, and those sort of things. And it's it's just this it's so complex, isn't it? It's I think we it could is, both write books. Yeah, yeah, it is complex. Um, I can remember uh, another. Was it the same? It might have been the same documentary, but um, yeah, that that kind of neuron firing um, technical issue in the ADHD yeah. brain essentially means that the, um, the signals from the amygdala don't reach the kind of prefrontal mm. frontal cortex because it's quite a long journey. And actually, yeah, while some of those signals do get there, it's not enough. You know, and by um, adding the 
the um, deficient chemicals to the brain to allow those signals to get there is why yes. then becomes a normal functioning brain. Um, but interestingly, it doesn't affect IQ or intelligence or, you know, that I find that really interesting because, mm. um, you know, people from all walks of life with all degrees of intelligence and with all yeah. types of profession suffer with ADHD. You know, it's yeah. not... Yeah, you know, you, it's, it's obviously... Yeah, it, it can really be beneficial. Sorry to... Yeah. Jump in, David. Um, you were saying documentary makers. Louis Theroux's got ADHD. Oh, I didn't realise that. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, he's Brilliant. got ADHD and he's so good with people and he's able to like yeah. tap into, you know, these big gangsters' subconscious brains and and they, you know, he's like the only foreign person <laughs> they've ever spoken to or something. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? I think in that case they've just their pathway has been constant fulfillment and they've yeah i wouldn't say lucky uh was richard branson another you know another adh famous guy with ADHD. Yeah. was he lucky or so begs the question was he lucky yeah, when I think yeah that's an interesting point actually because you know there's nature and nurture, isn't there? And mm, a really good like point. Branson, 100%, he's yeah. been, you know, he, he's, he's kind of been successful since he's about 15, 16, hasn't he? Yeah. So, you know, he's been in that, um, in that zone where he's able to surround himself yeah. with the right people and the right resources so that his ADHD yeah, isn't a disability. And Louis Theroux, he's got, I believe he's got quite a famous family you know yeah he's very filmmakers so he's connected yeah so it's again he's probably been able to find himself in the right environment where his adhd isn't a disability which is interesting definitely because he's been able to tap into his amygdala i think for so long that the pathways just start to build themselves yeah it's it's almost like sometimes you see that door of that dopamine door and if your wall is not strong you sort of get halfway and then it falls again and then you've got to build it back up so and as you said his path has always been him and richard branson's potentially has have always been built by guidance by nurture and they've they've had a path for yeah. you know they've had an easy route but then it would be interesting. I don't know. I think Louis Theroux's only just um, told people that he has ADHD. I don't know. Yeah. If Richard, Richard Branson, having read some of his book, he never had really awful struggles. He, you know, it was never debilitating. I think he was. He always knew he was a bit different. He and he used the initiative, which usually people yeah. with ADHD have in abundance, and he was. Yeah. He was okay. I'm, I'm sure loads of other presenters will. But oh, um, what's his name? Adrian Charles. There's a really great article about Adrian Charles and the, you know, the football presenter pundit. Um, he was on the one show presenting. Great article about his experience finally taking medication, and he just said it was, you know, like you said, the veil opened, and yeah. he was he was able to get from A to B without 
any qualms and he was able yeah. to use you know, to use his gift but then still has struggles along the way and but it's it's like any great successful person it's you don't see the struggles you just see the success don't you yeah that's right yeah i mean you know it's branding isn't it you know a brand is only um the perception of something based on mm. the touch points it has with the outside world and i think 100%. you know i think a lot of the reason that adhd goes undetected especially in people like louis theroux mm. i'm assuming i could well be wrong but um, it sounds like he may have found out he was adhd later on in life yeah i think he um, did yeah. because he's like that he's not, he's not hyperactive so mm. there's no reason for anyone to discover it and i think from a personal point of view you know none of us want to be alienated none of us want to be picked on we all want mm. to fit in so actually i think there's mm. a drive a natural human drive to hide things that you find you're oh, struggling with that other people breezing through life with 100 percent. it's just this it goes on to the makes you think of the point it's okay to not be okay this yeah. is literally what goes through an adhd brain because you're just constantly being like i shouldn't be like this like it's not okay to be this way but if we train people to rewire that and actually think to themselves it's okay to to not be okay we can achieve mental clarity because we shouldn't be searching yeah. for this better version of ourselves we should be embracing who we are and you know it, it shouldn't be like... yeah exactly yeah and you know i think it's like for me um you know i didn't want to admit mm. in certain settings i was insufficient so you know yeah. like um in my professional life mm. I, I didn't want to you know i couldn't admit to my boss you know for example that um there were parts of my job i just didn't feel like i could do mm. even though i was performing well at work if i was to then admit without knowing I had ADHD, if I was to start exploring that, mm -hmm. I was essentially admitting that I'm in a professional job that I'm not very good at and I yeah. shouldn't be there. And, and that worries someone without the insight into why they like it. You know, so mm. there's it, there's a whole social problem there that mm. is going to be really tricky to unpick. You know, how does a an employer mm. create an environment where that's okay to open up about you know it's all um, yeah it's there are so many different factors i find that can contribute to if someone's going to do not just the job well but if their brain is actually going to do the things that it's inherently not good at and i find yeah. now it's getting better but in a lot, a lot of office environments there's not enough care now oh. it's great that mental health is a big thing for companies but you know, back in the day, there, there's just no, there's no care. There's no, we're not looking after people's brains. So they're, you know, we're pushed, just pushed and pushed and pushed to do this and that and that. And we're not yeah. thinking about, you know, people's brains are, you know, we're driving ourselves, driving ourselves too hard. Like I think of experiences when I worked in jobs relating to finance and some of the parts are very admin based. If I had just had a bit more 
care and understanding as to what were the real reasons I would have my amygdala would have kicked my prefrontal cortex into into the zone because a lot of it is not actually not being good with numbers it's just having all these thoughts coming and being so distracted because you just got you hear like someone laughing and then your your brain (laughs) perks up because it loves interaction you know yeah it's and just, it can take a lot of effort to get mm, into a thought process to solve yeah. a problem, especially one that you're not um, naturally yeah. um, geared towards. You know, like, for example, someone will send you an email. It's boring, but you've got to do it because it's your <laughs> job. So to get into the thought process yeah. of uh, fixing that issue coming into your inbox, whilst there's other stuff going on in the office, mm. it's really hard to get into it in the first place. Easy to get um, distracted out yes. of it and then to get back into it again. And that becomes mentally wearing to yeah. go through that cycle. You know, one thing I like to think a lot about recently is um, ADHD isn't a disability, but it presents as a disability in certain settings. Mm, so 100%. like you're talking about a, a workplace where there's lots of distractions. Mm. That means that um, the workplace as a whole mm. is geared up for neurotypical people yeah. If you put someone with um, ADHD in that environment, it becomes a disability mm. and it actually makes it hard for them to function as well as all of their peers. So, you know, how do we even... It's, it's and, so hard to unpick that. And one thing, sometimes with ADHD, a lot of time it's based around a lot of anxiety and we can be stuck in fight or flight mode, injected with nerves, bad nerves in fight or flight mode since we're babies you maybe something bad has happened or something's happened at school or just a life event um external circumstances and then when we go to start jobs we're too fearful about doing the right thing that we're too scared to say put some headphones in because it's you know it's not universally recommended to work with headphones so we always do the same thing then if we educate companies, say, look, chilled, stand-up desks are the thing, yeah. music, you can listen to whatever, things could be a lot different. I never put my headphones in because yeah. I was always too scared of, of like being too distracted by the music. Mm. But actually, it, it, before you know it, it, it can work exactly the different way. And if I was standing up, I would have, my goodness me, uh, hundred percent after i ate lunch my blood sugar wouldn't have crashed so much because i'm standing up and that is really good for digestion because the food just travels down rather than if you're slouched over it's just stuck and if you're slouched over you don't have the right nerves going through your spine and most of our nerves are made in our spine so when we're you know all these things that we just don't know to do so interesting it is, so and I think like it's, it's something like um, five or six percent of people are known or suspect suspected to have ADHD. Just quite yeah. a high number, really. Um, and and I think when you consider that um, generally people aren't spotted to have ADHD mm. when they don't present the bouncing off the walls, naughty, yeah. poor at school <laughs> behaviour. Yeah, know, actually, it may even be higher. 
if you could create an environment in a workspace yeah. where it's ADHD friendly, you'll mm. potentially un, you know, unlock more Richard Bransons within your workforce. And it just makes me think the misconception or the first image that comes into someone's head is hyperactive. I was always told in France, you know, they thought I um, was just really in the skies and at work they thought I was really in the skies. But actually I'm in the skies because I just, my brain is not firing properly yeah. and my glucose levels were just all over the place that I just couldn't, I didn't have the mental energy to think, you know, I was probably deficient in, in so many different foods because one, I would have been eating the wrong foods. And then two, I was, my brain would have been so anxious, you know, adrenaline fatigue, which is a real thing for people with ADHD, because like we said, it's this circuit that just goes hundred miles an hour and you get really tired because it's not, adrenaline is not channeled. Yeah. And then that causes, you know, mental fog. Yeah. And it, and it all, it's just, there's so much that needs to be done in terms of looking after people, noticing even just wellness, wellness. It's, it's a huge, yeah. A huge maybe topic. Like an, even creating an environment that makes it feel okay to admit these exactly, things. Exactly. Yeah. You know, no one wants to admit that they're, mm not good enough at their job no one wants to admit that because mm. it threatens your job and it threatens your job because the work institution that yeah. society's created um doesn't allow it you know what, what it no, makes room for are people that perform better to take your place uh, and and yeah and pass you mm. you know so it's actually you know the world is and quite rightfully so the world is geared towards neurotypical people because yeah. most people are yeah you know, so it has 100%. To be, but... geared towards this kind of but it's... exactly it's geared towards this idea of you know, this hamster wheel idea which is very prevalent in big cities like london um i know there are other bigger bigger cities in in the uk that the light doesn't revolve around london um but <laughs> You know, we're stuck in this hamster wheel. Well, actually, people with neurodivergent people love sense of adventure. We should be having that adventure every day. Workplaces yeah. should be putting that adventure in. Adventure should be in the mind. It should be every day. Adventure yeah. should be in the workplace every day, getting people stimulated whenever you can, rather yeah. than being stuck in this awful paycheck paycheck hamster wheel and i see it with friends who are just stuck in that but their it's like their remuneration the end of the month is, is getting them through but that only lasts for yeah. a certain amount of time because essentially you know they say happiness is you know friends and family are one of the most important parts and if you're a lot of the time, neurodivergent people, you can friendships can suffer, can mm. suffer deeply because if in the workplace you're not cared for and you're stressed, your brain's yeah. not functioning properly in the evening, or you go and socialize way too much and overdo it constantly because you're 
making up for what you don't have. And and that is yeah. seen as yeah, as that makes part, a lot of sense as of part of, of you. And it's a lot of time it's you know it's not you, and the money you earn is not no. it's not you know the guides are happiness, isn't it? Happiness is being in the moment and being being mindful essentially. Yeah, and enjoying each moment, enjoying mm, the moments when you're exactly. at work, even in enjoying the moments when you're exactly. at home with your family. And you know, mm. a few years ago, I was certainly finding that I wasn't enjoying the time I was at work. Yeah, which meant that when I came home and spent time with my family, mm. I was so consumed by the the you know the work part of my life yeah. and how that made me feel that. Um, it, uh, my family were suffering as, as a result because um, yeah. they weren't it. enjoying the time with mm. me. You know, it just has such a knock-on effect. And and um, simple, so there is a response. Yeah, hundred percent. And it, and if you, you know, if you felt more like if you, you know your, I won't mention your employer, but other employers of people put in little steps. Like I know there's company that do wellness kits and make people feel like they're at home yeah exactly that then they feel you know they they have more energy with their with their family they're not tired out they're not yeah. burnt out and it and burnout and think, is, a, is a huge huge thing something you touched on um a few moments ago was cbt mm. um and um i think that's really interesting and I haven't explored it enough, in all honesty. It's something I want to do is explore CBT, cognitive behavioural therapy, yeah. a lot more. But something I have done is, um, which I believe is CBT, <laughs> is every day I get to in my work environment, I sit down and I think about at least five things that make me feel lucky to be yeah. in that environment. Even if I hate it, Great what are those five things? Yeah. Yeah, and um, and actually, I found that has really, really helped in mm. just to make me more positive in my work life, and it's it's really, really helped. Exactly, just being in the moment. I've actually started NHS CBT, and they've got a great system, and you have telephone calls um, with a great clinician. I think the start was listening to a podcast. I think it was by Catherine Chambers. He's like a famous. Um, cbt therapist on spotify she had such a relaxing voice and just about learning about to reframe stuff when i go down that rabbit hole as you touched on earlier i'll like really treat my mind as like i'm learning an instrument or like um a guy i spoke to recently said it's like a sweeping the floor think of your mind like a sweeping the floor it's not something you really want to do but when after you do it, you feel great, and you should probably, you know, you you feel and and look a lot better because you're glowing a bit more from inside. And yeah. I'm I'm constantly focusing when I'm walking. It's amazing. I walk in the street and I'll just look at something random, and then just say that word out loud, what I'm looking at, and then a thought comes in relating to what I'm looking at that actually I need to do. Okay. You know, like. And it's amazing how, like, we it said that you're supposed to look up, you're supposed to stand tall. Yeah. I read this great philosophical book, and one key thing was standing tall. And it's so true. We must look up, we must stand tall. 
And if you're going down a rabbit hole, just look up and focus on, say them out loud, not in your head. You've got to say them, to whisper them to, to yourself, but hear yourself speaking. So then you depersonalize less. You feel like more of a real person. Because that's what I've struggled with a lot is I haven't felt myself. Mm. Even though I felt happy, I'm, I still, I've still felt depersonalized. Now you feel more in the moment. You zone in, you look at different part, maybe something on a road or a shop, and just think of a fact relating to that. And you, you'll find when you go back to have that anxious thought of what you were, that rabbit hole, the rabbit hole is sort of, you know, there's soil over it. And re reframing is amazing. It's like, it's a complete and utter science, but it takes a lot of time and energy, but it definitely. Yeah can be done it, it, but it, that is not the only cure you there are so many different variables but you i think once you switch your mind your mindset into it's not you know you, you've got to switch that it from it's not okay to not be okay into it's okay to not be okay my mind yeah. is like i'm you know learning an instrument rather than this fear of oh i'm you know i've got a mental illness like, i need to get out of this yeah it's yeah it's just you're sweeping the floor every day you're just you know you're you but your mind is a temple and you're just doing some cleaning and it's not you know it's um it's not actually curable is it it's something that you know adhd is something that mm. we have to live with forever yeah, definitely but it's also it's not a disability it's yeah. only a disability when you're being presented yeah. with neurotypical things that are mm. classed as these are things you should do and you should find easy to do and when we find those things hard to do then mm. it becomes a disability so yeah it's almost like societal expectations of people mm. as a whole make adhd exactly. a disability this is what it um, is it's so true it's so so true think, for me, because I have been questioning that, it makes me feel a lot better about having it because actually mm. I think, well, those are just those are just the parts of society yeah. that make me feel like this. But there are so many things that I can do that the rest of society can't do that make it actually a skill mm. and probably something that um that um nature has selected in mm. in this five or six percent of the yeah. population to keep because it's useful for society to move forward and actually you look at someone like Richard Branson mm. or Louis Theroux you know that what they're doing as their day-to-day -day life is impacting society positively yeah. and if they weren't in society then it would probably be quite stagnant and not be moving forward exactly. in the ways that it should be moving actually such a good point you know nature has selected us in because That's, we're creative. And that that reminds me of the butterfly effect, the chaos theory. That actually all these random events that are going on on our brains, there is a pattern and that pattern can be utilized. And that's what, you know, Louis Theroux, Richard Branson have done. Yeah. The chaos theory does not have to be it's not chaos it can be a chaos turned into channeled happiness yeah and if if um 
100 examples of chaos if only mm. one of those works but makes a huge difference yeah exactly then you know that's what it's for isn't it it's yeah um, it's natural selection it's finding the the um, mutations in whatever that system is 100 percent passing on the good bits of the mutation and mm. the rest die off um and that's us isn't it that's the adhd brain is that mutation yeah. that's driving it's just it's connecting finding that flow of water not just finding it but connecting the flow of water to the hydro scheme and and mm. channeling it and and using it to the best of our ability isn't it yeah it is yeah it's um it's uh an interesting um view on what is mm. classed as a disability you know and that's what i'd like to try, try and change mm. personally it's like is it's not a disability it's um it's useful and yeah. it's not the negative connotations that are mm. um, marketed on the condition it's so much more mm. um and actually that's really an exploration of you know could i you know obviously i have adhd but and and you do too but there are people out there that probably don't know they have adhd yes. because they've picked up all the marketing around mm. the subject and don't associate it with themselves and actually before i even realized that i mm. might have adhd i um thought i could spot someone with adhd and hadn't even considered that yes, i might have ADHD, exactly the same yeah I, because I thought someone with ADHD, they're hyperactive, they were naughty yeah. at school, they blurt things out when they shouldn't, they can't stay in their seat. Yeah. These are the, all the things that are marketed. <laughs> and there's one really interesting point on that. Um, but I was going to say, even people who are, I know are successful, who I know definitely have ADHD, they could be even better in a way. Their lives could be even easier but one friend said to me, there's this like real energy that he feels he has between certain people. Mm. And I've always been like, I always randomly remember people's mannerisms that I know really well. And I'll see those in other people. And then I'll like do something and then I'll think of them. And someone I know very well used to blink his eyes a lot when he was speaking to me. And I've actually started doing this, training myself to do this when I'm talking to people, because actually it's the rapid eye movement, which is in RE, which is essentially REM. Yeah. It's what we do when we're asleep and we're dreaming. One rapid eye movement can refocus the mind. Oh, interesting. And yeah, now interesting. I now I know why why he did it because he has the same energy as myself and definitely has the same i i yeah, he yeah, i know him very well that's all i'm going to say but yeah it, it's all connected isn't it and i think we uh, we actually yeah. see the mannerisms in and we have the energy with people who are also neurodiverse yeah yeah, you're probably right. And um, a lot of things are quite subtle, aren't they? Things that you wouldn't necessarily pick up on. But um, but on a subconscious level, you do pick up on them. Yeah. Um, kind of makes you feel maybe a bit more connected and a bit more yeah. kind of, um, you know, in tune with that person. Yeah, 100%. And you said subconscious and it's like, mm. 
you know, to get mental clarity, you've got to fight with your conscious and subconscious mind. But it's just, it can be done. It can, you know, you can tip the balance over to to a good life, can't you? Um, you can, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And it's in, in many ways, it's about, for me anyway, it's been about giving into it, you mm. know, not putting up resistance to um, having a condition allowing it in exploring what that condition exactly. is truly exploring what it is researching mm. myself looking for um what the condition actually is how it can affect you and, and manifest physically but also i found it really useful joining um like facebook groups for example where yeah. other people with the condition talk freely about how they feel yeah, and then you start thinking, oh yeah, I kind of feel like that as well, and that's yeah. how that affected me. Um, and also how it, I find it quite helpful for me to see the diverse range of how it's affecting people, either positively and meant and um, negatively. Yeah. Um, and you, you know, you can give something back when it's affecting someone negatively because you can mm. talk to them, talk to them about you know how it's been for you and how you've kind of overcome certain things yeah. that maybe they're struggling with. And then the positive side is just boosting you know it helps you um feel better about having it mm, help uh, other people way. help yourself yeah so um yeah I've, i found actually allowing it into my life more mm. and exploring it more trying to understand it better and going back to like the chemical deficiencies understanding that is brilliant because mm. it helps you understand that you're deficient with you know in this area Mm. chemically so you're doing this to replace it yeah and just knowing that is just it's you know it's opened your mind up to mm. why you do things the way you do how you feel about things you know it's all exactly. it's all connected Education to those really is power. knowledge is power isn't it power of yeah, the mind it is. yeah it is 100%. and i think and it is important to um to get those messages out there Mm. rather than the current messages which is hyperactive naughty mm. boy at school that can't sit in his chair and blurts out those are all just yeah. meaningless you know yeah um, and actually those are probably uh, well and maybe i'm talking out of turn i don't know but you know some of the conditions that are recognized and marketed as the conditions of adhd are probably more mm. how adhd reacts in a neurotypical world yeah exactly and someone with depression, a lot of the time they're depressed because of their ADHD, but they don't realize yeah. that they're depressed because they can't do things. Yeah. There's always a center point of usually brains that are doing, are deficient or the circuit connected. And then they're either really, really happy and really, really down bipolar or just really depressed mm. or really, really anxious about everything. You and know, you need to are, treat the yeah. You need to treat the condition, treat the um, treat the cause, not the mm. symptoms, don't you? You need to find exactly. out what's the cause of the symptoms, treat that, and exactly. that will exactly that will treat the condition mm. by you know by the very fact that you're treating the cause. Um, exactly. Yeah. You've got to tap into that little boy or or little girl yeah. and. Um, and, and look after yourself, don't you? You do, and allow the exploration, because mm. if you don't allow yourself to think of what could be happening, 
mm. then you're never going to allow it to be fixed. 100%. I think I would re really love to, you know, we'll definitely speak to, speak to more people um, about their experience and about how they found their flow or about how they're finding their, their flow and see how others have educated themselves yeah and utilize and reworked that into into productivity and and general happiness i think that'd be good that'd be a good exploration into other people's um journeys and what what they've um what they've experienced and how it's yeah. affected them you know, i think it's going to be quite insightful and quite important actually isn't it definitely 100 percent I can I can hear is that your your children have come <laughs> <Yeah>. back. <laughs> the house has come to life, yeah. Yeah, oh I'm sure you're you're in the best position now to let your kids find their flow in life. 100%. Yeah, I think so. I mean, um you know, having an understanding myself then, you know, it gives me the capacity to definitely and this is just about education for educ i was on one podcast called dan's dad's learning on the job and just so about educating parents as well on what their children should eat and and if their children are neurodiverse there are so many um avenues that it will go down and uh and explore because every day should be an adventure shouldn't it you should always yeah. be exploring <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's what it's about, isn't it? It's exploring, um, it's exploring your own adventure, exploring your own mind, and and how um, how your kind of mind and how your brain works and how yeah. it reacts to the other things that it's being presented with. You know, it's, it's about that exploration, isn't it? And um, and how you can kind of um, push through mm. those challenges that come up along the way. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, uh, they uh, have you got more than one child, or is it two? I've got two, yeah. I've, I've met yeah. one before. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Poppy. Hello. Is she called Poppy? Yeah, Poppy. You know, my mum's called Poppy. Really? Wow. But her real name's Catherine, but uh, um, she was very small when she was born, so the nurse called her Poppet. And ever since, uh, she's People refer to her as Poppy. Oh, interesting. It's quite an unusual name, isn't it? <laughs> See, it's all connected. There's the, <laughs> the butterfly effect. There we go. Oh, that's a lovely, lovely sight. She's gorgeous. Did she get the looks from her mum or dad? I couldn't put well, <laughs> mum, of course. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's so sweet. <laughs> what are your plans for the weekend? Are you, are you going out for a nice walk or something? Um, I don't know, actually. I'm not sure what we've got planned for the weekend. We'll always do something. You know, we've got an allotment yeah. uh, over the road, which we like to... Whereabouts are you guys based again? In Woking. Oh, Woking. Flip. Yeah. Such, such a good location. You've got your train straight into london and then you've got yeah the parks and everything it's yeah it's only close. 20 minutes into london and then we've got our allotment over the road so we kind of spend quite a lot of time there nice. um, 
keeping busy, which is good. Getting in the nature. Oh, God, yeah, 100% serotonin you get from being around the plants and everything. Um, that was really good. Are we still recording? <laughs> yeah, it was good, yeah. And so that, I, I was timing it as well. So let me tell you what we, what we were doing there. Um, so that was just over an hour. An hour wow, brilliant. Smashed so, it. He's on yeah. his phone. To find a way to maybe up into sections and uh, yeah, definitely um, because we were we were going to do fifteen minutes each. Yeah, and that's like four different sections we've done. It is, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, so I mean, even if, um, even if that can't be chopped up, what we could do is um, chop it up into like a, into a series of um, four episodes, like once yeah. a week, Mommy's for example. Mummy's to do um, list, and we have a new sofa. Oh, you've got a new sofa. We have, yeah. And Very exciting. And well, a new I wish floor. I had a new sofa. <laughs> and a new floor. A new floor? Yeah. Wow. It's all very exciting. It's been redone. It? I hope it's not too hard. And a new table and a new chair. Wow. <laughs> Goodness me. And you can put in Oscar's fish tank. Oscar's having some fish for his birthday. Is it Oscar the? He's your brother, uh, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, your brother. Oh, you got a bro. Because, because he wants some horrible. fish. But what's the reason? Why? Why is he allowed to have some fish in the fish tank? For his birthday. Yeah, for his Aww. birthday. How old is Oscar? Birthday. How old is he gonna be? <laughs> wow, how old are you, Poppy? Four. Wow, that's a good age. Have I you started primary school? Now I'm four. And what are you going to be next? Five. Uh, the, the big five. <laughs> the big five, yeah. It means you get a key to the front door, doesn't it? <laughs> and you can start driving. <laughs> yeah. Has she gone off to primary? Is four, that's when you start primary primary school isn't yeah it? reception at primary school yeah she's now first year oh, yeah. <laughs> in northern ireland we had um do you have nursery or do you, do you say reception in england yeah we have nursery as well yeah nursery, okay. not always um so poppy didn't go to nursery you went to child mind didn't you fiona nice yeah oscar went to nursery so um so you got two beautiful kids yeah my child mind was called fiona yeah, well, my um, brother's godmother was called Fiona. I think Fiona, if you've got the name Fiona, you're usually a really lovely person. I think yeah, I usually meet a lot of people who have certain names and they're yeah. certainly very nice people. Yeah, Fiona was nice, wasn't she? You like Fiona? Yeah. Have you seen Shrek, Poppy? You know, Thank Princess you, Fiona. <laughs> Princess Fiona and right. Shrek. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I love that film. Are you going to watch any films today, Poppy? We've seen Shrek the Musical on telly. Wow. Shrek the Musical. Goodness me. Was there a big ogre singing? Yeah. yeah <laughs> that was Shrek. <laughs> Yeah. 
so. Yeah, and he was also a child. Oh, yeah, he was. Shrek when he was a child. Well, I didn't see that bit. What else have you been watching? Yeah. Frozen? Yeah. You like Frozen, don't you? <laughs> Sometimes I watch it with Daddy. Yeah. We've watched Frozen 1 and Frozen 2. We have. Daddy probably we knows all the words now. <laughs> seen many of them, yeah. Yeah. We've also seen it here. Yeah, we saw it here, didn't we? so adorable. Yeah. I can't wait to have children. <laughs> yeah, good. It's rewarding. You don't have children. Children. No, Poppy, I'm, I'm I'm still young. I'm only 27, but maybe in a few years. <laughs> yeah. You need to get a girlfriend first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't need to be worried about yeah. that. Right, <laughs> right. It's probably a good time to. Uh, yeah, that was to conclude, isn't so it? So good. What a way to end the the week. Yeah. Let's. Um, yeah, shall we yeah. just chat and see? When we want to get our first sort of chat to our first guests, and yeah, I've got a few who we can talk to. We can maybe, well, oh yeah, one of my clients, she has ADHD. She's American. She works for like WhatsApp. Um, she was keen to do it, or this doctor guy with ADHD. We've got so many to choose from. I think the first person is quite key, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we can kind of start messaging about who mm. might be best to uh, mm. to uh, kind of chat to first. Yeah. The lady in the, in the states um, who works for WhatsApp that could be quite interesting because we could explore social media and what that does. Yeah, for, yeah. Uh, she would, um, and she even told me that um, she because uh, I was I've been growing my Instagram for my PT stuff, and she said she was like. Okay, you gotta look at pictures of dogs. Okay, you gotta have loads of pictures of animals on your socials, and it is a thing. People just love like seeing dogs because you know their right. serotonin just goes crazy. Yeah. Or they love like blue skies or something or sun. Or something. Cats. Cats yeah. as well, Poppy. Yeah. Cats and dogs. Um. Yeah, she's amazing, she, and she said she would love to do it, so we can we can get her yeah. on. And like Excellent. having an American accent is, you know, great as well. She's from like New yeah. York as well, so that'd be great. Um, I'll talk to her again. I'm probably going to train her this weekend, and then um, we'll get her Hiya. on next week. Do you want to go and sit next to mummy and grandma? Good go. Yeah, I've actually, um, and I'll have a really good microphone because I've, I've just got a reminder. I've got to go and collect it. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll have a bike by then as well. Perfect. Well, that was so good. Yeah, that and was, let's that was um, yeah. let's stay. Yeah, you know, message on um, Messenger and uh, chat next week. Yeah, yeah, it'd be good. Have a super weekend, man. We yeah, we recorded this. Yeah, I've recorded it all. Good. All done. Right. See you, man. Yeah. Brilliant. Take care. Take have a care. good